Hello, how are you guys doing? It is your host, Johnny from Johnny's Book Reviews, a site to help inspire you guys to go read. So go read. It's been crazy. You know, it's uh, December 23rd and it's almost Christmas. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't, Happy Holidays. I hope uh, it's good and I hope that it, you transition into a good 2023. And again, I hope everything is well. Before we get into the episode, uh, I just want to mention, hey, provide a lot of short reels, short videos on my YouTube channel, specifically on books that I think are interesting or books that I've read. I also provide short videos on cool collector items I see or even bought, which are like basically signed books. I love to buy signed books now and because like I can't really go to these events hosted by authors or hosted by bookstores to get like an actual signed copy so usually i just order it through books a million barnes and noble or waterstones and then also my instagram facebook and then also my goodreads page at johnny's book reviews i review books provide a little short picture and review over that book so definitely check that out it's just a little synopsis and a quick review of the book that I have read. Now with this podcast, I go into more depth with those books. If you're listening to that or listening to this podcast, that's really what I do for specifically for this podcast. And I'm going to be focusing a lot on this podcast for the next year. I don't have any projects slated and I'm not going to do any more projects for the next year. I just really want to focus on the podcast, providing better reviews for you guys Uh, Getting into a little bit more deeper thoughts, analysts into the books that I've read for 2021, 2022, and then also progressing forward with 2023. I got a lot of books to review, and I can't wait to review that for you guys. You know, if you guys want uh, more reviews of books I haven't reviewed yet on this podcast, definitely check out my website at johnny'sbookreviews.com. I have roughly over a hundred reviews on there and I go into depth specifically on those books as well. I talk about a lot of lessons that I get from those books and how I applied those lessons to my life. The big ones are again finances and that's what I've been working on and will be working on for the next five years and paying off my debt in $124,000 in debt in five years and trying to pay that off as quickly as possible and then for 2023 i want to be more consistent i want to be more consistent on reading writing running etc and to be honest with you uh the biggest thing for me is i've been more consistent with reading the last two years and it had to come down to the seven steps that i developed over the last two years actually has been developing over the last 10 plus years 10 to 15 years while reading and also going to school for seven plus years and also talking to people talking to customers and avid readers and also non-avid readers on how they read or not read and I, i started to pick up okay lessons on ways to read more consistently and right now i have been reading roughly or around i have been reading for the last 721 days in a row and counting and i really want to grow that a little bit more for the next year potentially read a lot more books as well but more or less just be able to read a little bit more consistently i think i didn't really read 
as much as I wanted to for 2022 as I really wanted to, like I didn't get like I didn't have periods of time where I had in 2021 where I just sat and just write a book for three, four hours. I really did that in 2022. I really want to focus on that a little bit more in 2023. So but basically provide them my new book called seven tips to read more. So definitely check that out. It's on amazon.com. You can only get on amazon.com, but again, those are the tips that I've learned specifically on how to read more consistently. If you guys want to support this channel a little bit more, definitely buy some merch at uh, bonfile.com and Johnny's book reviews. We got the go read merch. We got the challenge yourself merch. And then also, the logo Johnny's Book Reviews logo merch as well. We're dropping potentially in the next week or two weeks. Uh, we're potentially dropping a Read Band Books merch line as well. Uh, I think it's really cool. Uh, and I got uh, the design and everything like that being worked on. And so I'm really excited to launch that as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. But thank you guys. But for this review, I'm going to talk about a pretty classic book and I, I think a lot of people haven't read it and I think a lot of people should read it it's called Christmas Carol Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens basically in this review I'm going to be discussing what I liked about the book what I didn't like about the book and any lessons that I got from the book all right thank you guys so much and uh, let's begin so have you tried Kindle Unlimited or and or Audible if you have tried those services, you kind of know they kind of suck. Let's be honest here. Kindle Unlimited gives you a good amount of ebooks, but most of the time it's just independently published books. Now, they do have some books on there that are popular, but most of the time it's not the case. It's mostly independently published books. And the other thing with Audible is that you or you basically pay $15.99 per month, which is insane for only one book you only get one credit so that one credit buys you one audiobook it's horrible and so you have to wait until the next month to buy another book no why don't you buy or potentially start up a membership with a program that allows you to have access to 500,000 audiobooks and over a million ebooks and magazines this is called, but Scribe is essentially Kindle Unlimited and Audible combined. Kindle Unlimited and Audible and steroids. It's so much better and a better option. And also, I love saving and helping people save money, specifically on books because it's so expensive. And then also audiobooks are hella expensive, right? They really are. They're roughly $20 to $25 per book. Now, here's the thing. Scribe.com allows you to have access to their entire library of books. Again, 500,000 audiobooks, 1 million ebooks, and magazines for only $11.99 per month. That's insane. That's saving you hundreds to thousands of dollars per month if you read avidly like me. Like, if I was going to listen to the amount of audiobooks I listen to per month, which is roughly four to five. That's almost like one to two hundred uh yeah, one to two hundred dollars per month. That's insane. I'm saving that much money, roughly. That's unbelievable. No, that's that's insane. So also the other benefit, the cool thing too is that they have a ton of bestseller books that uh they add 
on there. So they have a lot of new release books. Like, for example, I was able to get I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jen McCurdy. I was able to also listen to Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I was also able to listen and I'm going to listen to Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. It's it's so cool because they have a lot of older books and then also new release books. And I love the selection they have. It's so much better than Kindle Unlimited. And then also the price. I'm able to get so many audiobooks for a better price than Audible. So, all right, if you use my, my referral link at scribe.com, S-C-R-I-B-D.com, slash G, slash 9R7FCS, you get two months free. Uh, this basically allows you to kind of check out the, the, uh, the website and see what they offer. Again, they offer our 1 million audiobooks, ebooks, and magazines. This is a pretty good offer. Actually, it's one of the best offers I've ever heard of, and it's only $11.99, but hey, you get two free months with that referral link, so it's scribe.com slash g slash 9rfcs. Again, you get two free months. Definitely check it out. Start listening to awesome audiobooks. And again, it's scribe.com slash g slash 9r7fcs. All right, first off, who is Charles Dickens? Now, Charles Dickens was a 19th century British author who wrote really good uh, novels during the 18th century. Essentially, he's written novels that he's written novels that have kind of stayed relevant specifically today as well. A lot of people are now reading these books, and honestly, I love them, you know. I've only actually read one, Christmas Carol. I haven't read the others, but he's also written uh, Oliver Twist, Great Expectations, A Tale of Two Cities. And honestly, I probably should read those classics. Uh, they are classics, and you know they are one of his uh, better well-known works that he has done. So that's Charles Dickens. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know he's well known for Christmas Carol, and you know the other ones too. It's pretty crazy how Christmas Carol has become like one of the most iconic Christmas stories yet. And it's it's awesome to see that. All right, what is this book about? It's about where Ebenezer Scrooge is all money and work. That's all he focuses on. After he got experienced a bad breakup, he never wanted to get into a relationship again and just put all of his intention on work. And then one Christmas Eve night, right? He gets a visit from Marley's ghost, his old friend who died seven years earlier. So Marley mentions Scrooge will be visited by three ghosts. Now that's past, present, and the future. Now these ghosts will show him images of Scrooge's life and what he has done to people, but also will show him like the future of Scrooge and what will ultimately happen with a a a major side character, Tim, and ultimately, this kid actually changed Scrooge. But also seeing him and doing what he had or done to these people around him really changed him as well. So more or less, this is like a big reflection on everything he has done over the last 20 plus years. And then he's like, wow, I'm a dick. Let's change. And uh, then he starts changing. And that's what he did for the, the next Christmas or for the next day on Christmas where he just became not Scrooge and actually was more cheerful. And people were like, what's going on? Who is this person? And 
it's a really powerful story. Again, I kind of already uh, mentioned that as well, but do these ghosts change Scrooge for the better? And you know, it's a very quick read. It's about 150 pages, but it's really good. Yeah, I highly recommend it. All right, on a side note for Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol came out 177 years ago, 18... 18- 43, so it was first published in December 19, 1843. It sold out. By 1844, it had almost 13 printings of the book. And 177 years later, it's still selling really well. It sells really well at the bookstore that I'm at. People have read it. A lot of people buy it. And it's a really good book. Stayed the course throughout the entire really popular and it has sold really well. And so this is going to be and is... My oldest book that I've ever reviewed, and it's also the oldest book I've ever read. And honestly, that brings me to the fact like, hey, we should read more classic books for 2023. And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be reviewing and also reading a lot of uh, classic books for 2023. So definitely check out my Instagram and Facebook at Johnny's Book Reviews because I'll be reviewing those books, providing my thoughts on those. The first one is going to be The Great Gatsby by... Scott Fitzgerald. I'm going to be reviewing that. I can't wait to listen to that. So essentially right now I'm listening to Without Merit by Colleen Hoover. So I'm going to be finishing that. So Without Merit is actually a high school romance book. So I will finish that book. Stop listening. I will finish listening to that. And then I'll progress to The Great Gatsby and, and start listening to that. I'm really excited. I read this book in high school. And I read the book, and I was like, damn, that's a powerful story. This book came out in 1925? What? Yeah, it was really good, and I really liked it. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, my God. How could I love a book and story so much? Well, I do with Christmas Carol, but Great Gatsby is on that level. Great Gatsby is such a good book and movie. So the movie is fabulous. It is a great movie. And so... Basically, the two actors that I really like watching the movie as well as reading the book. Leo did a really good job as Jay Gatsby. Now, the biggest thing is in, it's in the perspective of the narrator, right? It's perspective of the next door neighbor, which is Nick Carraway. So Nick Carraway gets the perspective uh, and gets a little bit more you know, personal with Jay Gatsby on a level that no one has ever done. And so he gets like, like almost like a reporter. He gets a little bit more information about Jay Gatsby. And then he gets a lot more like personal perspective of, you know, Jay Gatsby's fellow lover, which was uh, Daisy Buchanan, who actually married someone else, which is Tom Buchanan. And actors that played that, Joel Edgerton, who played Tom Buchanan, really did a good job, as well as Carrie Mulligan for Daisy Buchanan. She did a really good job. I, I think the actors for this movie were just studded, and I, I absolutely loved it. Now, Nick Carraway, again, is the narrator and goes in the perspective of Nick Carraway. And so you get that through the book, but also you get that through the movie. And the person that plays Nick Carraway is Tobey Maguire. I... Watch Tobey Maguire first off with Spider-Man. I've watched those movies probably 20 plus times, all of them. I, I just can't watch, can't stop watching them because because they are really good movies. I think Tobey Maguire did a really good Spider-Man. And I uh, argue that he's probably one of the better Spider-Mans. Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland did a really good job as well, which is really cool. What they uh, made and Marvel Studios did was that, hey, they're like, we, we can't really compete with each other. Who's the better Spider-Man? 
because I mean you can, but they are all different Spider-Mans in different universes. And so they play with that in the No Way Home uh, movie where they have three Spider-Mans in multiple universes that they're playing with. And I'm like, what? Now, if DC could do this, they can't because they suck at storytelling. If they did that, like multiple, like Batman's multiple universes with Batman's, mm, man, that would be pretty sick. But of course, Marvel had to beat them in that category as well. So fuck you, DC. Because, I mean, honestly, I think DC would do really well. And I think I would love DC more. And I would actually, like, read the comics and everything like that if the DC movies did well. And they don't. They don't do well at all. There's no coherent storyline. There's not 10 plus years in the making. There's not a big overall arcing general storyline like a villain like thanos with marvel which was 10 plus years in the making like that is unbelievable and i i love i love marvel movies because of the story like it's 10 plus years in the making you got to read or watch sorry you got to watch 20 plus movies to get before you even start with avengers endgame well the first one is avengers before you even get into that movie like if you watch that movie you won't understand what's going on because you need to watch the the prior 20 plus movies and that's how you do it and dc did a really bad job doing this when they formed the justice league so you can't form a justice league without like background of the storyline of the characters now if you had a storyline of several characters like for example you had batman yes but you didn't have Flash or Cyborg. That's where you needed to produce a couple movies specifically on those characters before you get into the Justice League. And if they did that, the Justice League would have been so much better, man. And they didn't. They really wanted to hurry up and quickly make this uh, Justice League because Marvel already kind of made Avengers the movie. And to be honest with you, the Marvel was already ahead of DC's time. DC tried to catch up and DC just fucked up everything. What they needed to do, what DC needed to do. And I think they, they can probably do it, but I don't know. I honestly wouldn't watch the movies if they do this, but I don't know. Maybe I would, but what they need to do is just start all over. They need to start all over and have a plan for 10 plus years. And have an actual storyline for all these characters, right? And so, have a storyline, Batman, Flash, Cyborg, etc. And then, do the Justice League. And then have like a big villain that's in DC. I think that's what they have to follow. I think that's what they should do. Honestly, yeah, DC did a really bad job with that. And I'm like, hmm. Sorry, I have to go with Marvel because Marvel did a really, you know, really fabulous job in making movies over the long period of time. Now, don't get me wrong. Like some movies are horrible, god awful, like the Thor Love and Thunder shit movie. Also, another shit movie was Iron Man 3. Whew. But again, like those movies also, they, they play a crucial part in the storyline, specifically in phase four. And then also other phases. So if you have not watched the Marvel movies, I highly suggest reading or watching those. And that's just my tangent on Marvel. I really love Marvel and I could just keep on talking about that. 
Anyways, I'll go back to Greg Gatsby. Now, I, I looked at Greg Gatsby's first edition book on abebooks.com, right? And so if you go on abebooks.com, look it up right now, Greg Gatsby, abebooks.com, and you look at the first entry, the, the first book on there, and it has F. Scott Fitzgerald signature and note and a first edition book that came out in 1925. And I looked at it, and I was like, is this really real? Because there's no certificate of, of authenticity. Of there's no certificate of authentic is uh, there's no certificate of authenticity in the picture. I'm like, okay, is it real then? So for me to drop, so hear this. For me to drop two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I would have to know that signature and that letter is legit. Now, I might buy the the book. The first edition, but not at $250,000. That's just unbelievable. Now, I, I went on this tangent because, well, this research kind of rabbit hole because I really wanted to know how much they were selling the first edition at Christmas Carol. And they're selling it on abooks.com. You see a couple and it's like around $80,000. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So just imagine, and this is my question to you guys. All right, just imagine this. You are, you have or find... Christmas Carol or Great Gatsby or any of these classic books, first edition copies, by the way, you find this book at a yard sale or maybe at a house that you bought under the cover or floorboards, whatever. You find the book, what would you do with it? Like now you have potentially almost 80 plus thousand dollars in your hand. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to sell it, get that $80,000, or are you going to collect it? Are you going to actually keep it for a long term? For me, that's a big question because $80,000 sounds pretty good right now. Uh, $250,000 sounds pretty good right now, too. You know, I would, I'm going to say this I would collect it, I would keep it definitely in a safe locked up and i would not take it out ever well i'll probably like i would probably take it out a couple times maybe i would actually put it on a wall i don't know but it's like eighty thousand dollars for a book that's just absolutely insane but to be honest with you i i would definitely keep that book yeah if i had that money i would actually drop that amount of money how, how however i would want to get it certified by multiple people that this is a legit first edition copy now with the first edition it should say first edition on there so it's kind of hard to kind of forge that i don't know i, I really want would like to get it certified that it is a first edition but again what do you guys think would you sell the book first edition christmas carol great gatsby or whatever it is a classic book would you keep it or would you sell it Comment down below what you would do. Uh, I'm really curious on this one. But that's Christmas Carol. I went on a little tangent about it, but honestly, I had to. So my review. So to be honest with you, I read this book a couple years ago because I love the movie. I love the movies, and I, I watch them every Christmas, specifically the Jim Carrey one. I love the Jim Carrey one, and it, it follows actually the book pretty closely. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, some things are off. But most of the dialogue and everything like that, or like the 
the quote from quote book um things that they say in the book and it was cool to see that and i think jim carrey did a really good scrooge and you know honestly i kind of wish they provide like a second story of what scrooge might do in the future his future kind of christmases etc i think that would be pretty cool but they kind of allude to that or provide like a short five to or like a five minute or ten minute kind of story of what scrooge did later on provided help to tim but i kind of want a little bit more in-depth story of what scrooge has done for the next christmas christmases i think that would be pretty cool but overall like the storyline the plot it's really good it really is good it's a great christmas story i love it and it's not a lot of romance in there scrooge does experience a romance briefly when he was younger and he he fell in love and then she broke his heart because he couldn't put away work and money he actually could probably stop working and still be able to make the money that he needed to provide for his family. He was really rich, right? He's really wealthy. And the girlfriend was like, well, you got to stop working. You got to stop putting, you know, you got to stop focusing on making this amount of money because if you do, you're not going to provide the right attention to our kid. And she does make a great point. And it's a great lesson in itself, but I'll talk a little bit about that later. But essentially, I I uh, agree with the the girlfriend. But anyways, yeah, it's just one of the the oldest books I've read. And you know, to be honest with you, I didn't think that I would get back into it, but I've read it multiple times. This year, I didn't really read it. I actually listened to it, and I actually liked the story a lot better kind of followed the movie and i was like okay it feels like i'm listening and watching to the movie and i i really enjoyed it it was it was so much fun it brought me back to the christmas vibe it brought me back to kind of the lessons that i need to focus on and it was a solid fucking book so if you have not read it i highly recommend this classic i would also recommend the audiobook definitely recommend it because the narrator did a really good job but not only that it's like for me i love stories i love hearing stories and it helps me kind of figure out what really is going on with this story actually for me listening to stories helps me remember more information from the book so it helps me kind of remember the story a lot more and so that's why i do a lot of audiobooks but also you know i like to listen to a story also like to kind of focus on listening to a story when i have downtime getting those lessons that i can apply to my life and that's really why i like audiobooks like you can listen to them anywhere anytime and i I love that and specifically i wanted to do that for this story christmas carol and i'm really glad that i did it was and it was a really good audiobook so i highly recommend the audiobook but also i recommend reading the book as well Both things you should definitely do this Christmas season. So what did I like? Number one, the story. You know, I had a great story to it. Like I said, uh, bringing three ghosts to show you that you need to change is one way to make a great story. I mean, it's just out of the ordinary. Like, how the hell did he write this? That's like wonderful, like like a crazy storyline. That is unbelievable. It's like, wow. The creativity in making this story is just unbelievable. I love I love it. 
And then you can kind of see the creativity, the the work that Charles Dickens put into this book when you watch, you know, for example, Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol produced by Disney. It's an animated series, but you can see the work put in. It's just fabulous. And Jim Carrey did a wonderful good job doing Scrooge and portraying Scrooge to a T. I really loved it. And to be honest with you, it made me really like the story a lot more. And I watch that movie every year. I, I fucking love it. It's so good. I love this story. It's like one of the best Christmas stories. Actually, it is the best Christmas story that I have read, listened to, and then also watched. So good. Yeah, it didn't disappoint for this year. And number two, this is number two. It had a love story. The love story is not your typical one. Where it wasn't a happy ending. It was a slight romance between Scrooge and his girlfriend that he had when he was younger. And so they broke up. The girl was like, hey, you're focusing too much on money now. I mean, he was wealthy at the time frame, right? He, he was pretty wealthy. And he's still wealthy. She's like, hey, you're focusing too much on money. You need to focus on, you know, specifically me. But not only that, but you have to focus on our future child, our future life. Will he be able to do that? And he was like, mm, I don't know. And he he mentions that in the movie. And then he kind of has to reflect on that with the past ghost. And he's like, oh, damn, I should have said something else. And he actually turned away. And it was like, I don't want to see this anymore. Because he knew at that moment, like, he should have said something else. And if he did, he would have been with the girl right now. Ultimately, his entire life would be different, right? He would probably love Christmas a lot more and he wouldn't be Scrooge. It's again, a what if scenario. What if this happened? What if this happened? We just have to think and ponder like, what if? And uh, I really like those what if stories. Like Marvel did a really good job with the what if series. I really like that. Uh, not only that, but like the what if Disney books that are out too. There's like 13 of them. Just kind of goes over stories like, for example, Aladdin. Like, what if Aladdin didn't get the lamp? What if the actual, the villain got the lamp, etc.? Like, kind of different scenarios in the the Disney stories. And it's like, huh, what really would have happened? What if scenarios? Actually, really bad what if scenarios. Specifically with, like, Marvel or uh, Disney with those, like, characters that we know so well. Frozen. Aladdin, Milan, etc. And I think that's pretty cool. I love the what if scenarios and this provided a great what if scenario. So what did I not like? Nothing. This is actually a solid Christmas story. I love it. It's my favorite Christmas story. I always, for every year, I watch Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol uh, because I love that Christmas Carol. I love that version. Of course, I'll watch other versions as well. But the most, the, the one that I'll watch heavily every year Every fucking year is the Jim Carrey one. I love that one, and it follows this book to a T, pretty much. I mean, there's nothing that kind of strays away. It's it's pretty much, like, strict to the book with the dialogue and the storyline, etc. And it, I really enjoyed that. And I, I think Jim Carrey did a really good Scrooge, and I don't think anybody else could do a better Scrooge than him. He did a really, really good job playing Scrooge. So, yeah, and to be honest with you, I might make it a tradition where I listen to the audiobook again and again every year for Christmas. Maybe watch the uh, Jim Carrey movie and then listen to Christmas Carol uh, every Christmas 
or roughly around Christmas time. I might make that a tradition. We'll see. I'll let you guys know next year, next Christmas, but I, I will probably make it into a tradition. I really like this story. And, you know, to be honest with you, I really wanted to transition to listening to the audiobook of this story. I really wanted to see how it was and it didn't disappoint. I love audiobooks, like I said, and I really wanted to kind of see how it was. It didn't disappoint. Like, it really was good. And I highly recommend the audiobook. Listen to the audiobook, read the book, and then also watch Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. Three things I would do right now. Stop listening to this podcast. Go and do those three things before it hits Christmas time. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's totally fine as well. But I... If you haven't read this book, and if you don't really celebrate Christmas, I, I still recommend reading the book, you know, because there's a lot of lessons that relate that I'll talk a little bit more about next that you can apply to your life. And I think those are important lessons that you should apply to your life. That's what I would say specifically on Christmas Carol and how I love the book so much. This book is fabulous. I can't say anything negative about it because it's a great book. All right. There's a lot of lessons in this book. And number one I'm going to talk about is love, right? It's hard to be with someone who works 24 hours and only cares about money. It really is. So the problem with Scrooge is that he wanted to get out of poverty and he did this in several years, right? He became a multimillionaire in today's money or monetary value. He thought he was going to lose his money because he was in a poverty mindset. He thought the money that he was going to, he, he had was just going to evaporate. That's not the case. You know, I, I've grew up in a poor setting. You know, I grew up very poor, have been for the last 20 plus years. I've had that mindset too, but honestly, it's not, you're not going to lose that money. And so that's what Scrooge thought. And so he kept on working and then his girlfriend was like, hey, you need to calm down. You need to stop working. You, you're fine. You, you don't have to continue working. And to be honest with you, she did have a point. He did not have to continue working as much as he did. He's probably putting in roughly, I don't know, 60 maybe plus hours per week. Didn't need, He didn't need to do that. right? He could provide less time toward the shop. Maybe even Ottoman made it where he'll have someone else operate the shop instead of him. And then be able to have... That autonomy to do whatever the fuck we wants, but also start making money on the, or be able to still make money from that job. And that's the biggest thing. Like if he's, he was able to do that, then it provides a lot more of time that he can spend toward not only the girlfriend, but also the family that she wanted to have with him. And that's the ultimatum. She's like, uh, well, are you going to focus on work or are you going to focus on the family? And he chose work and it was a, honestly a bad decision at the moment because he had a, the period of time where he could stop, take a rest and be able to spend time with the family. So it's a what if scenario, like what if he actually chose her instead of work? It would be a whole different Christmas story, maybe a Hallmark book or a movie. You never know. Right. And so that's ultimately a big lesson in itself. Not the it's the idea around love right so the idea around a relationship but it's the idea that spending money for them etc and i think that's very important i think finances are an important concept in relationships and 
It is. It's one of the big reasons why a lot of people get into divorce nowadays is because of money issues. And I think that's a big reason why I'm really focusing on it. And so she broke up with him and probably went with another dude that would provide a lot more attention to not only her, but the family. That's the most important thing. The kids, the like son, the daughter, whatever it is, right? And so there's a period of time where Scrooge needs to stop, right? Scrooge could have stopped. He didn't put on the brakes a little bit, rest, and spend time with the family. And that's the biggest lesson there. It's like, okay, you put in the work five plus years. You put in the work. I, I wouldn't say like, it, it's like five years. You've got to put in that work, yes. But then a period of time, you need to less, you know, you, you have the autonomy to now reduce the amount of hours you put in and still make the amount of money that you make. Or potentially even better yet, have like someone operate the store at like your level, coach, train somebody at that level. They focus on building the shop while you can just focus on family, but still at the same time be making some revenue off that shop. I think that's huge. Biggest thing for me is I'm in that period where I'm grinding and working as hard as I can for five years. After five years, I'm going to stop and rest and not do what Scrooge said and continue doing it. No, I'm going to actually stop, travel a lot, and focus on you know more time with my family and friends and really do what I, uh, I want to do. So right now, my schedule is not the best, right? So I'm working 24-7. I have to schedule and shitting. I joke, but it, I mean, I technically do. Like, I, I have a lot to do. You know, everything is just crazy. And again, it's just, I have this gazelle focus right now. And my biggest thing is five years. I want to pay off $124,000 in debt in five years. And why do I want to do this? Because it's the autonomy, right? It's having the ability to have time. And not have to worry about clocking in and clocking out and have to worry about that, right? For me, I've always had wanted the goal of being able to have the option or have the autonomy where I can potentially travel for a month and not have to worry about it, right? That's that's huge. That's what I, I would rather have, right? And that's why I'm putting in that work. Not only that, and it's a big important thing is building a good financial base for potential relationships. So I had a relationship in 2022. Yeah. You know, it didn't really count. You know, she's a wonderful lady. She's beautiful and a very, 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 very nice woman. And ultimately it just didn't work out and that's going to happen. Right. But the biggest thing for me is what I realized is that it's going to be very hard to date someone during this period of time. It's going to be very hard. Now, I, I potentially won't date again for the next couple of years. And I'm not saying that like I'm gonna just stop. I'm I'm just not gonna put my effort toward that right at the moment, toward relationships and toward potentially dating anyone, because I don't have the energy and withdrawal that I would need to put toward someone right now. Because I'm putting all my energy toward building the future for myself. And also a better future for my significant other. And I want my significant other to have 
the freedom that I have. You know, that financial freedom, the autonomy to do whatever the fuck she wants, etc. Right? And I, I, I want to inspire her. You know, I want to inspire my significant other to do what they want to do in their life. I want to inspire them to travel. I want them to inspire them to do a lot of things. And at the moment, I, I, I think it would be a lot better to provide that inspiration later in the next five years. And so that's what I'm really working on. So, and then after that, you know, five years, maybe I'll date someone during this period of time. I'm not sure yet. I tried it in 2022. Like I said, it didn't really work out. I'm not going to put a lot of tension toward it. You know, if it happens, it happens. I'll probably go on a couple dates. Yes, but I'm probably not going to put my full energy and intention like I did uh, with this other relationship. I just don't really have time for it. For me, it's it's kind of the sacrifice that I have to make right now so I could provide better for that significant other later on in my life. I think that's huge. It's not only that, not only her, right? I'm I'm looking for someone who would would spend the you know, the rest of her life with me. You know, I would I want to build a family. I want to have two or three kids. And I am looking toward that because in five years, I'll be 31, 32. And I think it'd be a good time to settle, you know, settle down, take a rest from the grind that I put in and in the the work that I put into my finances, my financial future, and be able to provide that tension and that time, not only for her, right? But the, the, the important thing too is with our potential kids. And I, I think that's huge. And so ultimately, that's really what I want to do. So the big reason why I'm putting in this grind for five plus years to sum it all up here is number one is the autonomy and time for myself, right? Having that autonomy for myself, which is very important. You know, one of the more important things is having that autonomy to do whatever the fuck I want. To be honest with you, I want a basketball court. I want a half indoor basketball court. And I think that's one of the bigger investments I want to make. I also want to have a Corvette. Right, I'm not buying an expensive $50,000 Corvette. I'm probably going to buy an earlier, maybe 20, a used Corvette. Right, I'm going to have that mindset of buying a used car. But potentially by the time I'm like 32 years old or 31 years old, 2019 or even a 2018 Corvette would probably be around $30,000. So we'll see. Those are the two big things I want. But also I want to travel and I want to have that autonomy and to do what I want to do right now. I can't do that because I'm paying a 1200 minimum payment toward debt. That is a lot of money. So without that debt that I have to worry about, I can start buying other stuff or I can start focusing on things that I, I would want or basically to build my financial base a lot, a little bit more as well, right? With savings and investing and stocks and real estate, right? Etc. And being able to have more time to myself, right? I'm working roughly 60 hours per week to get where I want to be. What are you going to do ultimately for that financial freedom and for that autonomy for myself? That's the biggest thing, number one. And number two is the, the relationship and building that 
in the long term for a significant other, right? I'm looking for someone who, I don't want to say it, but I'm looking for a wife. I really am. I'm looking for someone who I would want to marry in the long term. And not only that, like spending time with her, but also being able to spend time with family, you know, spend time with the kids and develop them to be better than I am. And that's ultimately the goal. And those are the two things I really want out of this grind. And I'm not going to do Scrooge and just continue doing it. No, I'm going to take a rest, take some time to do what I want to do. And that's getting to number two. So number two is time. Biggest reason why I want to pay off my debt in, in five years very quickly is time. So if I didn't, I would have to pay or I'd be paying just for my student loans, which is $118,000. I'd be paying my student loans. I've just paid the minimum, which is $1,200 per month, by the way. I would be paying that student loan to 2040, which is it's 2022. That's, I think, the least time frame. I think, I think the latest with the minimum payment and everything like that, I think it was, what, 2045 or something like that. That's 20 years. I'm 26. I'll be 46 by the time I pay off all my student loans. 20 years? No. 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 I'd rather put $1,200 towards something else. Like, for example, maybe a Corvette that I, I kind of want. Or potentially a basketball court, half court. You know, I'm not going to buy a house. I don't really want to buy a house. I uh, I was thinking about a trailer. I don't. I don't really want to buy a trailer either. Uh, I was also thinking about a tiny home, and I honestly don't really want to buy a tiny home. I just want to buy a, a indoor, like a half court basketball court, and just put a cot in there, and I should be fine. But again, it's it's long term potential with the, the girlfriend. I'm not sure if they really would like that. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. But basically, it's time, right? Having the autonomy to do what I want to do and potentially transition to the point that I'm working less than I am doing now, right? Instead of putting in 20 hours of dominoes, we're putting in zero hours of dominoes, right? Etc. The thing is, Scrooge didn't do this. You know, he didn't focus on time. He worked to a point where he could work probably 20 hours per week and still make the money he needed. And, uh, and again, the thing is, too, is he could provide the task, the manual task and everything like that to someone else. And he doesn't have to be there and still make money. And that's that's the biggest thing. That's what he ultimately could have done. I think that's the point. Like, he could have done that and it provided a lot more time for him to do what he wanted to do in life. So, that's for me. Like, I, I ultimately want more time for myself. And it comes down to paying off this debt now if i don't have this debt holy gosh my finances would be solid i i, I honestly if i had my debt paid off i'm gonna say this i would feel rich i would feel absolutely rich because the thing is like i would have the autonomy to do whatever i want to do like if i want to travel if i want to go to fiji or europe i can just drop like a plane ticket whenever i can 
right? I could just save for it, obviously, but like I, I would have that chance to do it. I, I can't really have or have the chance to do it with a twelve hundred minimum payment toward debt, and that's just student loans, by the way. That's not even counting my credit card debt. So I, I, it's it boggles me, man, that a lot of people are just kind of waiting and not paying off their debt as quickly as humanly possible because it's an anchor, man. Not only to your finances, right? Because also because like if I don't pay off this debt quickly, I'm also forking up over thirty plus. I think it's more like fifty thousand dollars in interest. So right now, oh, a hundred and eighteen. 50 more thousand dollars for school that's almost two hundred thousand dollars no that's why i was like okay i need to buckle down fucking grind for these next five years and pay off this debt literally you know it's gonna fucking suck and it does suck but that's ultimately what the price that i had to pay you know that's the price i paid going to grad school that's the price i paid going to school for seven plus years a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people are saddled with a lot of debt specifically student loan debt and you're you know, the biggest ones are lawyers, doctors. They are saddled with a lot of debt as well. Most of them have a triple figure debt. You know, they're making, you know, potentially like 80 tri- to triple figures salary. Yes. But you got to think that their minimum payment probably for student loans is probably at a minimum 1000 to probably $3,000 per month. That's just way too much money, man way too much money like if i could or be able to have the autonomy to or have three thousand dollars every month for myself holy fuck what are the things that i can invest in man my health i could invest a lot better in my health i could travel i could do a lot of things that i would want to do right and i could work a lot less right be able to reduce the amount of hours that i have to work now i don't really have to work i have that autonomy too right and that's the biggest thing is that choosing the, the the choice like, oh, I I could take a two weeks off and I'll be fine. I could take a month off. I could be fine. I think that's a big focus, too, is being able to take several months off and be able to generate enough income for that. That's crazy. And be able to have the autonomy to just take off three, four months, or even a year, be able to just travel the world or do whatever you want to do and not have to be worried about being at a store or being at work uh, at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I think it's a big thing. Time is huge. You can't get time back. It just goes by very quickly. And the biggest thing is the one way that you can get more time is you got to build a better financial base. And so for me, it's like, that's what I want to do, right? I want to build a better financial base so I can have better time for myself. And then also, not only for me, for my long-term partner. And that's ultimately what I want. All right, that is it for this review. It was uh, kind of long-winded. I kind of rambled and ranted a little bit. Hey, because I love this book and... For me, I I have always loved the storyline. I loved the the movie, and then I read the book after, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And this year, I was like, "Hey, let's listen to the audiobook." And I listened to it, and it was just exactly like the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. And I was like, "Yep, sold me." Now I'm gonna be listening, read or slash reading Christmas Carol 
and then also watching Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol every Christmas from now on. So let's fucking go. And then also that transition, like I said, to me wanting to read more classic books, which I uh, I really want to do. You know, Great Gatsby is the first one by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And then George Orwell's books, 1984, Animal Farm, etc. Maybe venture into some other banned books that are like older. Mark Twain, maybe. I read Huckleberry Finn. It was kind of boring for me, but also I read it when I was like in eighth grade. So it was a little bit more advanced than I than I, I would think that an eighth, uh, for an eighth grader. But maybe I'll read that again. We'll see. Uh, I'm definitely branching into more classics next year, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And I can't wait to review that for you guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. This is my review over. Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Again, I talk about what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, and any lessons that I got from the book. I think this was one of my powerful episodes. It's also very hard to make <laughs> the this podcast, this episode, because I kept on recording over and over again on the lessons and also what I liked about the, the book, etc. But Ultimately, hopefully, you guys liked it. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you stay tuned for the entire episode. And again, if you guys want to get daily short reviews over books, look at my Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads at Johnny's Book Reviews. If you guys want to rep this site, if you guys want to buy some merch, definitely buy that at uh, bonfire.com at Johnny's Book Reviews. I have a read Band Books merch coming out shortly. And I think that's going to be fire, and I can't wait to be able to launch that in the next couple weeks. And if you guys want, like, kind of cool collector signed books or books that I find or books that I've read, like, short videos, definitely check out my uh, YouTube channel at Johnny's Book Reviews, and definitely subscribe as I provide a video every day. And then also, if you guys want the, the podcast notes for this episode in a written form and then also any other book reviews that i write about or have read definitely check out my site at johnnysbookreviews.com for more information again thank you guys so much for listening i hope you have a great weekend it is friday it's the beginning of the friday and i hope you guys have a great weekend ultimately We only are a couple days to Christmas. If you guys don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a great holiday. And I hope you had a great holiday uh, for this season. All right. uh, And stay tuned because I have another episode coming out on Christmas. It's going to be very short. It's not going to be like this episode. But stay tuned for that. It's going to drop on Christmas Day, roughly around 8 a.m. So definitely stay tuned for that podcast episode. Thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Again, Sunday, 8 a.m. Santa Claus is coming to town. 8 a.m. Johnny M is coming. Provide a special Christmas holiday episode for you guys. It's going to be very short. I don't really know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to provide that episode for you guys. So stay tuned for that.